Hello and welcome to the Butt Show. When in a school zone, please drive butt slow. I'm Daniel Butt, and on this episode, I'm going to tell you what I know about euros. I haven't done any research. As always, I'm talking out of my butt. Okay. A gyro is a Greek sandwich with distinctive ingredients. I'll go through them one by one. First, there's the pita. This is the bread that the sandwich is built upon. Pita is a flat, round, flour-based bread. It puffs up like a big bubble when it bakes. When making a gyro, cut the pita in half and stuff the ingredients in each half's hollow bubble inside pocket. Now you may be thinking, wow, there's that character in the Hunger Games whose name is Pita and he makes bread for a living. How smart of the author. Mm. Well, here's a little known fact. The name was purposefully chosen for a more indirect reference to bread. See, as a baker, this Pita character is one of the only people in the dystopian Hunger Games society with access to complex carbohydrates. So he's pretty fat and round compared to everyone else, just like Pita Bread. Also, his character is kind of dumb and hollow, also like Pita Bread. Anyway, once you have your pita prepared, what goes inside the gyro? Well, the boring stuff is three vegetables, lettuce, tomato, and red onion. The more exciting thing is the traditional gyro meat, a mix of lamb and beef that comes from an animal you can only find in Greece. Much like the way a liger is a hybrid animal between a lion and a tiger, the shao is what we get when a sheep mates with a cow. The Greek god Hermes was the first to breed these two animals together. Hermes was the messenger god, and he was always on the go. The state of Greek street food was pretty bleak back when Hermes was making his rounds, and he hated waiting for an all-beef hot dog or hamburger. But he hated the taste of a quickly roasted lamb on a spit. So using the same sense of trickery passed on from his father Zeus, he posed as a sheep in a cow pasture one day, seduced a bull, and switched himself for a real sheep at the last minute. The first two shao offspring were pardoned for reproductive purposes, but the third was immediately butchered and cooked into the first gyro. It was delicious. Then, on top of the meat and vegetables, comes the traditional tzatziki sauce. This is made with cucumber, dill, and you guessed it, Greek yogurt. Everything is made with Greek yogurt these days. It's all anyone talks about. Phage this and Shabani that. All these companies are innovating with new flavors like apple pie and red velvet, but they haven't yet found one that matches the universal appeal of tzatziki. So we have the pita, the shao meat, lettuce, tomato, red onion, and tzatziki sauce, all coming together to make the gyro. It's mass market street food and high society gourmet at the same time. You can find it in little carts on the street at 2 a.m., and in fancy restaurants, whenever your reservation is. And as far as sandwiches go, the Euro is a huge hit. So successful, in fact, that the United States classic sandwich is a direct copy. This sandwich goes by many names. A sub, a grinder, a hoagie, and yes, a hero. Not quite the same as the Greek Euro, but pretty close. Shortly after declaring independence from England in 1776... The first United States Congress attempted to distance itself from all things European. 
Minutemen had been eating gyros all through the Revolutionary War since they were quick, easy, and filling. But they didn't want to be associated with Greece anymore, so they made a few changes, like swapping the shao meat out for turkey, which was an easy choice after the first Thanksgiving, and tzatziki out for mayonnaise. In a classic bit of American revisionist history, the Minutemen saw themselves as true, worldly heroes and modified the name of their sandwich to match. The name persists to this day in parts of the country that fought in the Revolutionary War, like uh, Pennsylvania. The Greek gyro is spelled G-Y-R-O. Many people therefore mistakenly pronounce the sandwich gyro, but that's not as severe a mistake as you might think. Of course, a gyroscope is a scientific instrument that measures orientation and balance in a three-dimensional space. Spaceships and submarines alike use gyroscopes to stay on their course. The first gyroscope was actually a gyro sandwich, balanced at the pointy top of a small paperweight shaped like a pyramid. There was a ship captain who managed the pitch and yaw of his Mediterranean vessel by keeping his lunch gyro, already a balanced sandwich in itself, from falling off of this precarious perch. It was first a game he played to keep himself awake during long voyages, but he soon realized that his crew was never getting seasick because the ship was always oriented correctly. Then, some scientist nerds stole this concept and made complex machines that did the same thing. As recognition for its humble beginnings, they kept the Euro name by calling it the gyroscope, of course, hopelessly mispronouncing it in the process. These scientists never won any Nobel Prizes. And that's all I know about Euros. This episode has been brought to you by the Cookie of the Week Club. Remember our previous sponsor, the Pizza of the Week Club? Well, these same people are now happy to introduce a new club that mails you a different cookie every week. Maybe it will be chocolate chip. Maybe it will be snickerdoodle. Maybe it will be oatmeal double raisin. Whatever the flavor, it leaves the bakery every Monday and arrives on your doorstep by Thursday in the same USPS priority mail envelope as your slice of pizza. The DiGiorno's frozen pizza and cookie dough boxes have nothing on this. Sign up now for a free Animal Cracker bonus gift. Many thanks to the Cookie of the Week Club for sponsoring the Butt Show. All right, that wraps up this episode. To submit a topic for a future episode or listen to previous episodes, go to thebuttshow.com. Take care, everyone.